it's a very exciting time for a fan of the NFL on the island of Ireland. We've got two lads currently signed to training camp rosters, hoping that they can maybe make the final 53 and make history. Is this next guest next in line? Uh, really excited to welcome Carrie Native. David Shanahan, who has just concluded his first season at Georgia Tech. David, uh, a warm, warm welcome. We know you're from Kerry. Uh, whereabouts are you from in the kingdom? Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I'm from Castle Island. It's about halfway between Trey and Clarny. Yeah. My, my mother is uh, from Guinea Guilla, if you've ever heard of, right. of that. Yeah, even, even over here, everyone's, everyone's got a connection to Kerry. <laughs> Wherever you go in the world, having having travelled extensively in Asia, I find people who know yeah, there's, people. There's, there's a carry jersey everywhere. Every, yeah. everywhere. Everywhere you go. And, <laughs> and I suppose, um, David, I mean, we know you played a kind of number of different uh, sports growing up, but how did yeah. you get interested in American football and how did that develop? Uh, so obviously in Castellan's, Castellan's a really big basketball town, huge basketball scene there. So obviously I got into like the NBA with my friends and stuff and I started watching college basketball I was like, oh, it's kind of cool like the whole atmosphere around it and stuff and then I don't know somehow some way I got into college football um I just loved it I thought it was class I just loved the whole I don't know the whole like the tailgating and crazy fans and the culture and the passion around it um that's kind of how I got into it really um I just started watching it so that was probably in third year and I had a buddy as well uh Adam he used to watch it with me and like we were just kind of enamored by the whole thing yeah and then i saw obviously i saw the lads were australian punters and that's kind of cool so that's kind of how i got onto the whole punting scene david you went to australia in 2019 um, did, to yeah. the, the pro kick academy can you yep. can you bring us through the process there and was there any intention to go near the aussie rules instead of the american football <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know if my my aerobic abilities would have suited the aussie rules but uh no so yeah um Obviously, I saw the lads were Australian punters. I just figured everywhere I looked, there was an Australian punter. So, obviously, with two and two together, they were like XFL players or whatever. And I don't know, I just kind of I started following ProKick on Instagram when I was maybe 16 or something. So, I, met, I messaged them once when I was 16. They had this thing on their website you could fill out if you're interested. And then, like, they emailed me back when I was only like 15 or 16. I was, I was flattered that they even got back to me. Um, but then, once I was kind of a little bit older, I kind of started kicking footballs myself just to see if I could do it or whatever. Because, I mean, like, I remember walk, looking at uh, college football averages and they're all like 40 yards or whatever. I was like, oh, I kick ball 40 yards. What they don't tell you is that's 40 yards from the line of scrimmage. You can tack on another like 15 to that. So it's actually 55. Um, so that was that was interesting to find out. But um, yeah, so basically just started kicking balls myself just at home. That for about six months, and then I just when I was about 18, I just messaged one of them on Instagram and I was just like, I put together a video and I was like, oh, I'm really interested in doing it. And I just kind of wanted feedback, see if I was any good or not. And then the guy actually messaged me, John Smith. Um, he pure chance he's in Manchester at the time, he's one of the two coaches at Pro Kick, and he basically just said, like, oh, I'll fly to Dublin next week to see you. And I was like, Oh, all right, oh, and then I drove to Dublin, my mother. Then I just kicked in some field outside Dublin Airport. I just kicked a few balls for him, and he's like, yeah, if you move to, move to Melbourne, I'll probably get you a scholarship. And then obviously my mom was with me, so she explained, he explained the whole thing to her. I went to lunch and stuff, and he was like, was like yeah, I suppose better. Nothing to lose. Go to Australia. <laughs> so I moved in about six weeks later. 
that might be like the most Irish thing ever. Like, <laughs> land down, land down under. Um, many people, David, would have uh, seen the report on RTE on the six one last year about yeah. your move to Georgia Tech. Can can you maybe walk us through that process and how did that opportunity come about? Yeah, it was funny. Um, well, see, I committed uh, May uh, twenty twenty. So obviously, there was nothing going on in the world. There's nothing going on in the sports world. Let's say I was, I was just content, really, uh, something to write about. So I probably got lucky there. But um, yeah, it was funny. I remember committing and then just my phone just going crazy and people asking me if it was real or not. And I was like, yeah, it's actually real. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, that was a whirlwind of the time, definitely. And I, I suppose then in terms of like settling into life stateside, uh, how, how has that been, the, the move uh, to to uh to georgia it's a little bit different from castle island i imagine <laughs> yeah yeah no it's definitely cultural adjustment was i think the cultural adjustment to australia was a lot easier just because i think culture was more aligned there same sense of humor same kind of culture around sport and stuff and then coming to georgia is just completely different just different types of lads in the locker room and yeah, everyone god and gods down in georgia um so that was that took a while to adjust but everyone here is so nice um everyone's so understanding so but i'm I'm definitely used to it now probably took a few months before i was really settled in but i'm here a year now so i'm, I'm pretty good with everything david college football news had you as a top 10 player for georgia tech last year so how refreshing was that after one year in to be playing and to have that as was accolade so quickly after yeah no, i didn't even see that um no i was just they put a really, one of the things that's cool about Georgia Tech is they put a really big emphasis on special teams. It's kind of like, I don't know, special teams kind of goes on the radar, under the radar a lot of times. But yeah, the head coach here, he says special teams first priority. So that's definitely a reflection of our program. I mean, like our gunners are, are like one of the most important positions in our program. Like they train the gunners super hard. Um, so that's, yeah, definitely a reflection of that, just the emphasis they put on special teams here. Obviously, David, uh, Georgia Tech played in Dublin in 2016. We're only a few weeks out now from this college game taking place in the Aviva uh, with the Arlingas College Football Classic Northwestern against Nebraska. Um, yeah. How would you feel if Georgia Tech were, were to be one of the teams selected in 2024, hoping that they're going to announce um, the future lineups maybe around that game in terms of, uh, you know, we have no idea and that is not an exclusive, but how yeah. would you feel if that did happen? Yeah, that'll be crazy. It'll be unreal. Obviously, 2024 will be my senior season. Um, that'll be per perfect way to go out, I reckon. But yeah, I know a lot of the a lot of the staff that are at Georgia Tech now, like the academics and stuff, they were all in Dublin. So they all rave about it. They loved it over there. Yeah, I suppose going going out, we we spoke to to James McCourt, and uh, he went out uh, beating Nebraska uh, as uh, as his his way out. So it'd be a nice way to to sign off your senior season if that did co come about. And I suppose talking to James and talking to other kick kickers, you know, a lot of them look up to to Justin Tucker. And I suppose are there are there players as a, as a punter? Are there are there punters that you look up to, past or present, or just players in general? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely the pro kick lads. There's about four or five pro kick guys in the NFL now. Um, one that sticks out for me is Michael Dixon. He's a Seahawks punter. Um, just because, I mean, a lot of the pro kick guys, they don't have, uh, I suppose, like a conventional punting style. Uh, they kind of, it's kind of like a mix between Australian and American. 
Um, so definitely Michael Dixon's guy I look at. He's probably a little bit unorthodox, um, but I definitely try and model my punting, I suppose, after him. David, we saw you reach out to Jude McTominay on, on, on social. Uh, have you had an opportunity to, to build up any uh, Irish relations? Have you crossed paths with the two guys that potentially could be going into the league this year at any stage? Yeah, so funny story about Jude, actually. So me and Jude, so Jude messaged me after I committed here and he sent me film. And I was like, oh, he's pretty good, obviously. Um, he actually sent me punting film originally. And I was like, oh, he's pretty good. Like, he's a big lad, um, athletic. And so I sent him to the pro kick class. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good, whatever. This is like 2020, so nobody's going anywhere. Then, um, obviously, I was still in Ireland. So I was in Ireland for like, you know, six months because I couldn't back to pro kick because borders were shut. So I was like, pro kick lads were like, there's an old pro kick guy called Tom Hackett. He played at Utah. He's like one of the greatest punters of all time in college football. Um, They're like, oh, if you get out to him to train for a little bit, that'd be class. At the time, you couldn't go to America either. So I was saying it to Jude at the time. I was like, oh, man, if we could get over there, that'd be class. Like, he'd get his foot in the door, train with someone. And I could obviously kind of, I wouldn't be kicking by myself. I was just kicking myself for six months. It gets kind of boring. But we're trying to, we're trying to get to America. And I don't know, we're researching. I don't know, some way, somehow we came across it. If we went to Serbia for two weeks, we could go to America. I think the rule was you couldn't have been in the whole list of countries in Europe for like two weeks. So me and Jude actually went to Serbia for two weeks in January. Um, so we spent two weeks in Serbia. We were just, it was funny, man. Serbia was Eastern Europe in January. Like no one spoke English. Uh, so we were just kicking in random fields in Belgrade for like two weeks. And then we got to Utah. And then we were in Utah for about two months. We kind of went around a few different colleges, Indiana. Um, like Southern Miss. I knew a few of the lads in Pro Kick that were in different colleges. So that was kind of Jude's introduction. So I, I spent like, I basically lived with Jude for three months. Uh, so I'm pretty good pals with him. A dairy man and a carry man in Serbia. Sounds like a good <laughs> Yeah, we got some looks, right? Yeah. Could be even better crack if both teams get the Ireland final. That will not annoy Brian about Dublin here. Um, we're, we're starting to see um, more and more punters get drafted uh, within the draft proper as opposed to being picked up uh, as an undrafted rookie. Um, David, the league is recognizing the importance of special teams more and more. So, does that give you confidence that you know once your time comes, you'll get that opportunity to declare and, and you know, re- realistically have a chance or, or a, a good opportunity of being selected? Yeah, I know. Obviously, there were four guys drafted this year, um, like two in the fourth round. Uh, one of the things that was cool about playing last year is I actually got to play against some of the guys that were the best in college football. So, like, Jake Camarda, he's at the uh, box now. He got drafted in the fourth. So, it was really cool just seeing, like, their standard. And you see, like, all right, that's that's the bar to get drafted. Um, so, yeah, I know. It's definitely, definitely cool seeing all those guys getting picked up. Uh, I have to say, uh, I said James O'Court then uh, had beaten uh, Nebraska. I got my teams going to Ireland mixed up. It was Northwestern, of course, Illinois versus Northwestern. Right. And I actually, David, I saw you. I happened to be over for the uh, Notre Dame-Georgia Tech uh, game last uh, last November. We won't dwell too too long on that. It was one of the, <laughs> the, the, the coldest experiences I've had. It was like being in the old Lansdowne Road Stadium. Yeah. But you're, I suppose, we're, we're here. We're almost in July um, for you at, at this point, getting ready for, for the new season, what does the, the remainder of, of your summer look like? Yeah, my parents actually came out for that Notre Dame game as well. And they said, they said they're going to the South next time they come out for a game. Um, but yeah, I know. So summer here is basically we, we kind of, we, we lift three times a week and we run twice a week. And then on Saturdays we recover and we kind of Sundays off. And then we kick probably three times a week. Um, so yeah, I mean, from a punting perspective, 
I mean, our kind of, um, our approach is basically like lift heavy, run hard and kind of, I won't say wear out your leg, but trying to build up endurance in your leg because it's a long season. And then once we get to kind of mid-July, you kind of ease up a little bit going into fall camp just because you kick a lot of balls in fall camp. So basically we've, we have a few days off for the 4th of July and then we kind of have three weeks of just more running and lifting and then fall camp starts at the beginning of August. David, you touched on, the, I suppose, a different environment in terms of moving to the States. Um, I'm sure it's the same for the coaches. Is there any particular coach that you feel has really, I suppose, helped you in terms of your development uh, over there and obviously back home previously when you were when you were playing underage for Kerry? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, definitely two pro kick guys here, John, uh, John Smith and Nathan Chapman. They've been huge to me. They're always in contact with me. Um, coach Collins, our head coach over here, he's been great. Uh, there's actually a, there was a Gaelic football tournament in Atlanta over the weekend. Coach Collins actually came to it with me. He stuck around for a few hours and watched Gaelic football and hurling. Uh, he said there's a couple of guys he'll look at. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so he's, he's really cool. He's very nice about it. Um, always just really understanding about the cultural differences. Those cracking potato jokes and stuff. So it's funny. David, just last one from me. Um, yeah. This is probably something you couldn't really ask anybody else at the minute, you know, in your position. Have you any advice to anyone maybe watching this? Maybe they play rugby, GA, soccer, whatever, in in Ireland, like and maybe they are interested in doing this, you know, and, and trying to build themselves up and and try and get the same sort of opportunity that you've had. Is, is there any advice that you give to them? Yeah, definitely just... Uh, send me film. I'm happy to help anyone. My DMs are always open. Um, obviously, the thing I did was I looked at all the NFL players. And I tried to model myself after them. It was just one of those things. You just just kick and kick and kick, basically. Uh, there's no kind of secret recipe. You just have to put in the hours. I mean, punting is kind of those weird things. Like, it doesn't really come naturally to anyone. Um, just because it's so difficult with ball drop and everything. So it's just, just put in the hours. And I'm always, always open for a chat. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I remember seeing uh, Pat McAfee talk to Thomas Morstead and he talked about how uh, more after he got drafted, he he was uh, he called up Morstead and, and he did uh, an impromptu intense uh, few days with uh, with Thomas uh, to get himself uh, ready for the, the training camp with the Colts. So uh, there seems to, you know, he wears the for the brand and there does seem to, to be that kind of uh, willingness to, to help others that maybe we don't see it at every position looking at you, Ryan Tannehill. But David, um, if people do want to, to follow your journey and, and reach out, how can they, they find you on, on your socials? Yeah, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. It's just David underscore Shanahan underscore. Um, I always try to reply to everyone, every kid that messages me. I definitely got a bunch, but I'm always, always open to reply to those. Well, we want to, to thank you for, for taking the time to, to chat to us today. We're looking forward to seeing how uh, season in, uh, two goes for you. And uh, yep. we're, we're sure you'll probably be keeping an eye uh, on Croke Park as uh, Kerry will be for taking sure. on the, the dubs in, uh, in just over a, a week's time. But thanks very much, David. Cheers. Thanks for having me.